Good to have you. Thursday, the last day of November. Stretch run of the NFL season. Stretch run for uh, many of you fantasy owners as well. And uh, we got questions today and stuff today and a lot of things to get to. Joining us, as always, our guy, Paul Charchian from guillotineleagues.com. Joining us on the hotline. Charch, how you doing? Hey, you were playing some Rush as we came into, as you always do, top of the hour. Um, the the new Getty Lee biography, autobiography, is really good. I'm almost is done it really? with it. Yeah, it's it's really, it's fascinating. For anybody who has any appreciation for the band and the 45-ish year history that they had, you know, the right. ups and downs, you know, how they, you know, they nearly disbanded until they, they had their breakthrough hit on 2112, improbably. And um, all the things they went through coming, you know, going from small town, anonymous Canadian band to worldwide sensation and, you know, all this, all the drama around the, the, uh, the band of which there wasn't the kind of like interpersonal band drama, like, you know, the Rolling Stones hated each other and they got heroin abuse and all that stuff, but um, more like our drummer's family just died, you know, stuff like that. And just, right. uh, just fascinating stuff. And it's, yeah, the Getty Lee biography is really, really good. Highly recommend it. It's called, uh, it's called, my, yep. It's called right. my effing life. Oh, okay. I, I gotta, I just, I, I completely spaced on that. And I follow a lot of the stuff they do. They do. And I know that they had a lot of struggles with Neil Pert as well. And I don't want to get too deep into this, but because of his anxiety and yeah, not wanting and to be around people and not wanting to tour. And then they had problems with that, but you know, he was one of the, he is the best drummer of all time by considered by many. So it, it was, and so they had issues with that. I mean, they, they went through a lot as a three-man band. As a three-man band. And they and they talk, you know, if you like to get granular on, you know, really music in general, but theirs in, in particular, they do. Getty talks a lot about the weight that he had to carry to really play two instruments in the band. You know, he's playing bass, of course. He's singing, of course, through, you know, most of the songs, although they've got some just, you know, amazing instrumentals. But also, you know, he's with his feet you know, he's using synthesizer stuff with his feet a lot and, you know, to fill out that sound. And mm -hmm. he, he would talk about like, you know, geez, you know, why am I doing this to myself? You know, I'm killing myself here. And especially, you know, they went through this synthesizer phase uh, for about four albums in the, uh, you know, kind of like late eighties to early nineties. And, you know, he talks about, you know, that stage and them integrating synth sounds in and which was very divisive at the time, but it also, like I said, he had to, you know, he was basically doing three different things at one time. And it was, you know, a major, major struggle for him. It, which I could go on and on about the, the band Rush. So this this would be like something you and I do at Manny's one night having cocktails for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, we actually have another good Thursday game, uh, which I'm excited about. It has meaning to it. It has placement and wild card ramifications and all kinds of great stuff, and you've got offensive coordinators that have been fired, and and guys are back, and uh, so where do you want to start? Well, with tonight's game, so you much. know, let's let's start with Dak Prescott because uh, you know it's it's been a fascinating season for Dak. You know, Bill, at the end of last year, the narrative was and totally earned it that when you needed Dak the most is when he came up the least. It's when he took the sack he right. couldn't take. When he threw the interception, you just can't throw. You know, that was that had become the defining narrative of Dak's career. Then in the offseason, Dallas goes out, they fire their offensive coordinator because he scored too fast. And 
now, if you look at where Dak is, you know, Dak's in the MVP conversation. His last five games, insane. Get this, his, his five-game stretch, average game, 320 passing yards and three and a half touchdowns. It, that's, you know, right. Those are like Mahomesian numbers and better than Patrick Mahomes this year. This is like you know, good Patrick Mahomes. And the five, you know, a five-game sample stretch is a long time in, in the NFL. So he comes in just red hot. Now, there's some sneaky downside to tonight's game, although he's probably going to be fine, and I've got him ranked like my number five quarterback, so you're going to start him. But the sneaky downside is CeeDee Lamb runs has been also been fantastic in the same five games. He's been red hot, too. Um, he runs predominantly from the slot. He goes up against a defensive rookie of the year candidate in Devon Witherspoon, who's been fantastic. And if he can just keep Lamb in check, that would be half the battle for Seattle and five of the last six quarterbacks to face Seattle from zero or one touchdown. And that includes some pretty good guys like Brock Purdy and Matthew Stafford and Lamar Jackson, zero or one passing touchdown. So there's a, there's a little sneakier downside on this for Dak than I, than I think people might realize. The other thing with Dak is the teams they've lost to have been teams above 500. Mm-hmm. They have beat the hell out of well, any team with a sub 500 record. And that's the one knock against the Dallas Cowboys right now is that, yeah, you're beating the hell out of these bad teams. But you got whooped by the 49ers. You got whooped by some good teams. Yes, they have they do have that loss to the Cardinals in week three that stings right yes. now. Cause they don't, you know, if it were not for that, they'd be playing uh potentially playing Philadelphia next week for the, the lead in the division. Um, but that, you know, that one stings for them. And that was that was a weird letdown game. And Dak did have a meltdown in that game, too. Um, but yeah, that's that's been the one blemish, but otherwise, you know, we've seen this Dallas defense just look phenomenal, which is especially the past defense. And that's why you can't start Geno Smith. And I'd even throw caution at, at normally startable guys like Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf tonight, Cowboys ranked number two in pass rush bill, number four in pass coverage by pro football focus, number one in ESPN's pass rush win, win rate. I mean, you know, the defense is great. And Geno Smith has really struggled. It, he's right now he, over the past five weeks, he's pro football focus is 25th ranked passer right next to Aiden O'Connell. So it is, this is a tough matchup and Geno Smith comes in on wobbly ground to the point that there, you know, there's a scenario here and I'm not predicting this, but there's a scenario where the Seahawks get blown out. Geno throws a pick six. This game ends on a drew with drew lock as the quarterback. Uh, I got an interesting question, and the only reason I'm reading this is because Matt says, please help. He says, Charge, I had Burrow. He went down. My backup was Kirk Cousins. He went down. I then picked up Josh Dobbs. He hasn't been very good, but the last few weeks he hasn't played well at all, and they're on by this week. I had Murray, mm-hmm. and I picked up Minshew. He said, I'm flipping coins here. Help me out. Between Murray and Minshew? Yeah. I've got Gardner Minshew a little bit higher, three spots higher. Uh, these teams have already met each other. They're playing Tennessee. They met each other in week five, and that's the game where Anthony Richardson injured his shoulder, season ended. Mm-hmm. Minshew came in, completed 11 of 15 passes for 155 yards and basically a half of work. And the Titans have allowed at least 260 passing yards and multiple touchdowns in two of their last three games. So I, I actually like Gardner Minshew here. He's up at quarterback 12. It's a tough bye week. Uh, six teams on by, so it's the yeah. bipocalypse too. And this is, uh, and Gardner Minshew is the kind of guy you want to try to pivot to. And I, I started to read his email. And I'm like, good God, I would be fearful if I'm a quarterback that was chosen by him. Yeah, no, don't care, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't want any part of that roster. <laughs> yeah. So look, uh, a lot of talk about Kenny Pickett over the last few weeks, and then fire, finally they fire Matt Canada in Pittsburgh. 
Does this then all of a sudden take the handcuffs off and ignite some kind of an offense? I know there was a lot of praise for the way the offense looked this past week with Pittsburgh, but is now Kenny Pickett a viable option? You know, I think he I think he might be, which I never thought I'd say. You know, words I never thought I'd say. Fantasy owners can start Kenny Pickett and let's extend pumpkin spice season past Thanksgiving. Those are <laughs> those are things you never thought I would say. And actually, I, I don't I'm not right? saying that second part. Um, let me you want to hear an amazing stat, Bill? I, you know, we throw out a lot of stats here on this bit. Mm-hmm. Get this. So uh Steelers went for had a 400 yard offense day last week. Their previous 400-yard offense day was 45 games prior, the game before Matt Canada was hired as offensive coordinator. So they went, they bookended 400-yard games. They went 44 games under Matt Canada without a 400-yard game. They had one the game before he got there. They had one the game after he got there. Matt Canada, unbelievable. It's a great opportunity for Kenny Pickett, though, this week. So they got Arizona coming up. Um, and you wouldn't start, you know, th- again, this is a pivot only for, you know, your, your normal quarterbacks on by, or, you know, you've got like two guys hurt or whatever, you know, Kenny Pickett almost never throws touchdowns, but unshackled from Matt Canada last week, he completed 73% of his passes. He posted a season best 270 passing yards and Arizona's every opposing quarterback thrown a touchdown. So I, I like, uh, I like Kenny Pickett here to, uh, to keep a little, uh, keep a little juice going and. You know, there's there's an opportunity if you're desperate at quarterback, and some people are this week. The, you know what's interesting is the focus has gone a lot back to running backs. As much as we talk about wide receivers and, and quarterbacks, with mm-hmm. some of the lack of quarterback play, running backs have become more prevalent. And you look down in Atlanta where they're finally starting to say, you know what, B. John Robinson is probably going to be the guy. They're giving him the ball a little bit more. You're seeing more. But also running backs have gone down with injuries so much this year too. They've been yeah. seriously unpredictable. Yeah, and that position is, you know, it's always with that position, the injuries, because it's just the nature of the position. And, you know, B. John Robinson, we're finally getting to a point where even, you know, like the diminishing faculties of Arthur Smith realizing that B. John Robinson's like my best player and maybe I should really use him a lot. His last two games, over 90 rushing yards and ground touchdowns in both games, which had really been elusive for B. John Robinson this year. The only caution, frustratingly, Arthur Smith still mixing in Tyler Algier and Cordell Patterson too much. Don't like that. But Bijan's really got the lead role, or at least has for the last couple of weeks. And they face the Jets this week. You know, as you know, Bill, elite pass defense for the Jets. You can't pass on them. So everybody runs on them because they can. They give up the fifth most rushing yards. They've allowed six running back touchdowns in their last four games. And so I I think we're going to get plenty Plenty of Bijan Robinson. Even Arthur Smith knows to de-emphasize Desmond Ritter yeah. against the Jets and let Bijan Robinson go be great. So he's my number one ranked running back this week. Uh, I got a question here from Wolfman over on the stream listening. He says, my fantasy football question, 16-team league, horrible bye week for me. He said, would a flyer on Dontavian Wicks, assuming he plays, or and or Tucker Craft, would that be reasonable? The other options he has include Cincinnati tight end Tanner Hudson or the uh, Chargers wide out Guyton. Jeez. Well, it's a 16 team league. And this is some of the things you just, you have to do. I don't like this matchup for Jordan Love as good as he's played the last two games. I'm sure you guys have covered it in detail, but you probably also know Kansas city's single best attribute right now. Yep. It's not even Patrick Mahomes, not even Travis Kelsey. It's their past defense is awesome. 
fantastic. They got the best cornerback in the league. I don't know if you guys talked about this much, Legereus Sneed. Uh, not talked about Sneed, but I've talked about the power of the defense. I mean, they're one of the top five ranked defenses in almost every category across the board. I mean, they, this this is the litmus test for the Green Bay Packers in this offense. Oh, 100%, particularly against the pass. They're good against the run. They're great against the pass. Now, Legereus Sneed, he's an outside cornerback. Um, and I don't have this stat in front of me, so just you know, know that this is pretty close. Here's what he's averaging in his coverage over the last, I want to say, six weeks. It's one and a half catches for 14 yards. It's staggering what he's doing to opposing receivers. And so he tracks the opposing outside receiver that's the, whoever's best is how it usually goes for Legereus mm-hmm. Sneed. So I'm assuming that's Romeo Dobbs, dead to us. So you're going to have to find some other places to go. Maybe that brings Wicks into play here. I prefer Jordan. I prefer Reed for sure. But you could try Wicks if you want to, just knowing that he's not going to have to face Snead, and maybe that's maybe that's your angle there. Um, but this is it's a very tough matchup. We'll learn a lot about where we are with with Jordan Love based on this game. You know, we'll take the great games that he's had the last few weeks, but those are against some pretty bad pass defenses. Whole different story this week. We'll we'll know a lot more about the legitimacy of Jordan Love in four days. Um, real quick, I got another one here for you, and this is, uh, should I take a flyer on Antonio Gibson? That's from Cheddarballs. Well, <laughs> Cheddarballs. Yeah, yeah. That's, his, that's um, his screen name. Yeah, it's a screen name. Okay, so Antonio Gibson's the running back for the Commanders. They're playing Miami. Miami is, the, the Commander's defense is the worst in the league. They're allowing the most points by a mile. They're, Miami's going to just, you know, they'll be up at by 17 and a half, right? That means you're going to have even more passing from the commanders, the team that po- passes the most in the NFL. So that could bring in a pass catching specialist like Gibson. So, you know, if you're in a pinch, yeah, you know, Gibson could make, could actually make sense here. He's averaging four targets in each of his last four full games. So, you know, yeah, that I could, I could kind of see that as a, as a sneaky angle in deep leagues or, you know, if you're affected by the six teams that are on by this week. I know you got to go. Is there anything else, uh, a, a sleeper pick that maybe you want to go after? Any uh, specific thing you want to throw out there real quick? Well, let me let me mention this. Jonathan Taylor got knocked out, um, and he's going to be out for probably three or four weeks. Zach Moss is going to be the new lead back for the Colts, and he racked up an insane 195 yards when the Colts played the Titans earlier this year. So there's going to be a lot of temptation to just throw him in your lineup. But as it turns out, that 195-yard game that Zach Moss had against the Titans is a total aberration. And the Titans are arguably the NFL's best run defense over the past month, giving up 2.7 yards per carry. So before you just automatically pick up Zach Moss and you're like, wow, found money. I got Zach Moss off the waiver wire. Nobody knew Jonathan Taylor was going to get hurt. Well, maybe not so fast. So give a give a little extra attention to whether or not you really want to start Zach Moss in a very, what looks like a very tough matchup. Charge, always great. Uh, good to talk to you, buddy. I'm glad you yeah, had a thanks, great my Thanksgiving friend. last week, and then we'll talk soon, okay? Sounds great. Bye-bye. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go. Paul had to run. Paul is uh, – I don't know if you've ever followed Paul over on Facebook or on Twitter. On Twitter more so, he puts a schedule out. It's every 15 minutes. He's on to another radio station on Thursdays and Fridays, so – uh, I already took him two minutes too late, so I apologize if I didn't get to, get to everybody's question. I got a couple in, and then uh, we had a little, probably a little bit too much rush talk. <laughs> so. He maybe does uh, 15 radio hits every Thursday, but we're the best. We're the only uh, one yeah. that asks the good questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we uh, we kind of go, uh, we, we get topically uh, enthused, and we go down the rabbit holes. So 
And he's just a wealth of information. So sometimes we'll get off the road because him and I both will we'll probably at, at times we'll go back and forth with each other, like via text on some games. And then we'll go back like we just did with with Rush. We'll go back and forth on music and such. So because Charge is a big music guy or a food guy. That's the other thing. Charge is a big food guy. Uh, let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. A lot more to get to. Stay right where you're at. Bottom of the hour, you're going to hear from, uh, Matt, or, uh, from Jordan Love as well from yesterday. Stay tuned. More after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. This time of year, uh, you start thinking about things like Black Friday, big screen TVs, upgrading, sound systems, March Madness, football, beginning of baseball, Super Bowl, yeah. And if you're going to do it, and you want it done right, check out our friends uh, Chris and the gang at ABC Audio Video. Go to abcaudiovideo.com. That's abcaudiovideo.com. One of the cool things that I did in my house, and let me tell you about that real quick, is I had a cable box, I had a uh, an amplification system, I have speakers in the ceiling, all this stuff. That, it was here when I moved in, so it's not like I just suddenly bought all this stuff. It was just here. It was part of the house. But I needed to upgrade it a little bit because it was about 10 years old. And so put in a new TV, but the cables had to be run and had to be converted from Cat5 into HDMI and this and that. And I don't know a damn thing about it. So Chris started, he came over, he started running the wiring and everything. And then he said, well, have you ever thought about hiding all this stuff and getting rid of all these components and all these boxes and all this stuff sitting under the, in the corner under the TV? And I'm, I didn't know you could. And he gave me a remote and programmed it. Now, the remote's a little bit more money, but it everything's gone. It's now in a closet. It just sits in a closet. You don't have to open the door or nothing. And all you have is the clean TV on the wall, and that's it. And then there's the remote that I can change anything and everything, whether it's the DVR, uh, an old DVD player. Uh, it's even got in the receiver, it's got the stereo, so I can put the stereo if I want, the radio stations through the remote. Everything goes right through that remote. It's amazing. And now I've got one remote. And I can change it damn near anywhere within the house. As long as I'm 25 to 30 feet away from the, the closet, I can, and you don't have to, ha- I don't know what it works on. It's not an infrared. It's like a sound wave thing or something, but it's fantastic. So had that done. 
Bill, I know you mentioned uh, we have Jordan Love coming up. We're going to hear from him. Mike Clemens, however, has uh, given us a call. He's at practice and and has a couple things to share, if we can fit Let's him in. Let's go to Mike. Let's go to Mike. Mike, what you got going on, man? Can you hear me now? Gotcha. I can hear you now. Yeah, I got you on this uh, speakerphone, and I don't want to do that. Uh, let's see if I can do that. Okay. Yeah, it's just, you know what? Head practice, practice is underway now, and now we've been excused, and they start running the scrimmaging part. And, man, you're standing back there looking at the running backs. And A.J. Dillon is back at practice today. Okay, that's a good thing. He's dealing with a groin injury. But then after that, boy, that drop-off is, you know, I mean, Aaron Jones has still got this MCL. And you're thinking about pass protection, right? You're thinking about Chris Jones coming around and somebody needs to chip him. And, you know, you're short at tight end. And, and, you know, you just got A.J. Dillon uh, having to do everything back there. So I saw a lot of reps today from James Robinson, the running back that they brought back. You know, he'd been with the Jaguars for one good year. He's still on the practice squad on today's roster. And Ellis Merriweather, another guy that they signed out of uh, a second-year guy or first-year guy out of Massachusetts. But it's A.J. Dillon back there. And then Patrick Taylor. So it was interesting that the running backs coach, if it was a pass play, they were the number two running back was James Robinson. Like, they want him to catch some balls from Jordan Love just to see how that feels. But if it was more of a running game, like, hey, we, you know, we need to give A.J. Dillon a breather here and we need, you know, it's third and two, then Patrick Taylor was carrying the ball. So, I mean, I just, I think they're, they've got to have James Robinson uh, up on the, on the active for this game, don't you think, to, when you're going against one of the best teams in the NFL? You would assume. Yeah, you would assume. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. So that's working on. And then the, the tight end situation. You know, it's the Tucker Craft Show. Um, the good news, and Ben Sims, the guy that they picked up from Minnesota, uh, some good news. Number 81, Josiah DeGraw, he'll probably be marked as limited, but I saw him back out there today. He's been dealing with a, a groin injury. Jaden Reed, though, number 11, still uh, I couldn't see him on the practice field. I, I think he's listed with a chest injury, and it doesn't look like he's practicing today. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so do you think he's going to go or not going to go? You know, we'll talk to LaFleur after practice. Uh, maybe I missed him, you know, but, uh, you know, I couldn't find him out anywhere on the field today. And, and he, today would have been a good day to be out there right. and running through the game plan for Sunday night. Uh, for the Chiefs, yeah. they're, the Chiefs are doing pretty good for injuries. And um, I'll, I'll bring you some stuff later on today because I just was listening in from Kansas City to what uh, Andy Reid had to say. You know, he's looking forward to this game because he said he hasn't really been back to Green Bay except for the few times that they've played games up here since he's been with the Chiefs. But there's so, there's so many great connections this week. And, you know, he's talking about, uh, you know, he grew up as a kid, I think in Missouri, uh, as a Chiefs fan. And, and Hank Stram, he never got to meet Hank Stram, who's sort of like the Lombardi of the Chiefs franchise. He won that first Super Bowl for, for with them and then later became that broadcaster. Did you ever listen to Monday Night Football on CBS Radio under the covers? Yeah. Stram is the color guy, you know, and right. Joe Buck's dad with the play-by-play. And so mm-hmm. he never got to meet him, but he talked about that, you know, he got into the Chiefs as like an intern, and he got to work with an offensive line coach who worked for – Hank Stram. So those are kinds of connections. And then Andy talking about the time that he was a coach and assistant in Missouri 
and Mike Holmgren was with uh, BYU, I think coaching Steve Young, and he said, I'm telling you, someday I'm going to hire you. And he did. He became the quarterback's coach for Favre in Green Bay and had that seven-year run in the 90s before he went to the Eagles, but he won that Super Bowl here with Brett and Humbling those guys. So there's all kinds of really good stories to connect these two teams coming up to Sunday night. Mike, uh, we were talking about this earlier. Maybe you can shed some light because really you consider, you know, Andy Reid and what he does and then the execution of Patrick Mahomes. The, it's not Patrick Mahomes against Jordan Love. It's really, as, you know, Matt LaFleur calls him, Spags against Jordan Love and the play calling and the execution there. But then you're matching wits of Andy Reid and Joe Barry. And what does Joe, Joe Barry do to, one, cover Travis Kelsey, and two, to keep in, in containment and spy the athletic ability of Patrick Mahomes? I mean, that's kind of where this the, these four things, these four points of order, if you will, come down to maybe the execution of this game. Yeah, you know, again, Joe Barry loses me in terms of what I see is how deep is his connection with his players. And, you know, he's always a very positive guy. Um, I never hear anything people talking bad about him, but I never hear him as like that. Like, I'm playing for Joe B. You know, you don't, you don't hear that. As in terms of in terms in, in the game, you know, statistically they're doing pretty good. And like I talked to Lafleur yesterday, like Jesus, you know, regardless of, of the opponent, these rookies you got in the secondary are doing a pretty good job. They got lucky against the Chargers. Oh my God, a couple of drop balls mm-hmm. there that should have been bombs. But, um, you know, so you got to give Barry some credit on what's going to name a popular defensive coordinator after Spags. There's not many, you know, Fazio done with the Dolphins now. So I just think that Joe being upstairs, looking down, maybe that's helped him in terms of in-game adjustments and to anticipating what the team is doing. Andy Reid, though, you know, he's he's in Oakland against the Raiders and there are some good players on the Raiders. They just, you know, they need help at quarterback. Antonio Pierce, who was that linebacker with the Giants that beat Favre in 2007. He's now their new interim head coach. And they've got some fire going on there. You can see Devontae Adams is excited. Well, they jumped out 14 points. Andy and Spags, and they figured out on how to make the changes. For Spagnola, it was the leverage. The Raiders threw something different at him with their receivers, and he had the wrong kind of leverage. By by the second quarter, he made that shit shifted and then they shut him down for the rest of the game and the same with Mahomes he said all of our team leaders and Randy and Andy said this too a couple guys on offense a couple guys on defense even guys on teams they're all getting after each other like this ain't cutting it you guys are flat and they, they got their emotions into it and then they just drilled them 31 17 and that's how they get wins so you know don't be surprised if you catch the Chiefs off guard to get started it's where you finish, and that's why these guys are eight and three and still contenders for a Super Bowl. Uh, real quick, Mike. So the, uh, here's one question I have: When you go back to spying and coverage and such, do you, in your opinion, play like a bracket coverage on Kelsey and spy Patrick Mahomes with, say, Quay Walker, or do you do something different? Or do you go Quay Walker on on Travis Kelsey? No. Uh, to me, it kind of depends on what you, they got coming out of the backfield sometimes with the uh, Pacheco, the, the running back. Um, I don't know. I, honestly, I, I don't know. I, I, maybe it's, it's the Quay Walker show because I think of the best athlete for doing that. Um, uh, Kelsey could have a good night because, 
you know, I saw Rudy Ford in the locker room the other day with bags on both biceps. I mean, there usually it's a safety that you put on a tight end like that, and then can you can you uh, you know put another corner on him or somebody else and to, to have double coverage on him? And certainly you got to be thinking about those situations on third down. But you know, I don't know. That's that's the best combination in football on third down is Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and, you know, LeFleur even said that yesterday in the press conference. It will be interesting to see. Um, I just hope that Taylor Swift is up there in the suite and distracting everyone. <laughs> you know, that I, I mean, put the, have the video crews put the camera. You know what? The Green Bay Tourism Department, God bless them, they, they put out like a four-day agenda. Like, oh, you know what? If you come Thursday, there's a great place for this. And then Friday, there's a good fish fry here. And Saturdays is a great place to serve smoothies. It's like they think she's going to be here for three or four days. Like she's just touring the place, you know. I, I you know, I want to, I want to break, I want to break the news to them that there'll be a Gulfstream landing in Austin Strawberry about six forty-five. There'll be a couple of police squad SUVs there to escort Miss Swift to the elevators, where she'll go directly to the suite, and she won't be around. Hanging around Ashwaubenon and getting a cherry you know, smoothie at 3 o'clock Saturday afternoon. I hate to break the news. <laughs> I can see her late at night after the game having a bowl of chili at the Bay Family Restaurant with Mike, Mike Clemens. I can well, see that. I, but I've been told no selfies until after she's cleared air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mike, always a pleasure, bud. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Talk you later, pal, bud. There you go. That's Mike Clemens. We're going to break. We got more coming up. Jordan Love, you're going to hear from him next on the bill. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Good to have you back. Hey, our friends at One Collision. This time of year, it's, uh, <laughs> you got a little snow and ice on the road. Got a deer hit. Whatever. Hopefully not, but fender benders happen more often this time of year than just about any. So our friends at One Collision, Jim and the gang, they did a fantastic job uh, after somebody had hit my vehicle. Uh, on the rear end of the car, whether it was the rear bumper cover or the rear quarter panel, plus the tire and the wheel. 
all of that. They did it in the, if you're watching on the live stream, that's my car. Uh, they took uh, some great pictures, but that was just after they pulled it out of the uh, out of uh, the repair shop. But uh, one collision, County Lyman, Amity Falls. Uh, if you're within the five county, six county, seven county area, they're worth it. They really, really, truly are. And the best part about it is they texted me every step of the way to let me know what was going on. Today they're working on it, and then three days later it's going to paint. Uh, two days later, they're cleaning it up. It should be ready tomorrow at such and such a time. I mean, it was it was really good. So give them a call, 262-251-1700. They're, on Mono- they're out on County Line Road in Menominee Falls. One Collision. One Collision County Line is the name. One Collision County Line in Menominee Falls, 262-251-1700. 262-251-1700, and they do fantastic work. Jordan Love talking to, uh, to the media a little while ago. Take a listen to what he had to say. That's when Aaron got COVID. Um, so, you know, put into a role where, you know, wanted to go out there and make the most opportunity. Um, obviously, uh, you know, fell short of that game. Um, you know, I think it was a good just learning experience for me. First NFL start, um, you know, just kind of seeing exactly what a game is like. Um, seeing pretty much every defense, I feel like, um, with all outs and the different pressures they were bringing that game. So, uh, was able to see a lot and learn from that situation. Um, yeah. What was the seminal thing you learned from that, and, and how much do you credit that experience, even up a couple years ago, to, to getting you to this point now? Yeah, just seeing, um, you know, you, that was my first time actually game planning throughout the week and then going into a game, um, and just seeing the different looks. Like, you, you can plan for so many different looks, um, and you never know what the defense is going to bring that week, what kind of their flavor of the week with pressures, things like that. So, I'm just getting a good feel for that, and then obviously just going out there and playing, getting a good feel, being comfortable in the game. Um, you know, I felt like I've got so much more comfortable in the pocket, just going through my reads, things like that. Since then, understanding protections, understanding um, you know where I'm hot, things like that. So I think there was just so many little points that were valuable. Obviously, just being in a road game, my first NFL away game, just the loud environment, um, and just kind of handling that. So did you walk out there that night, Jordan? Go- yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, you know, didn't know what to expect. I knew I knew it's not going to be easy going in and play a game. But uh, yeah, I think after that game, it just it shows how, you know, on point you got to be um, throughout a game, um, how you got to take advantage of every every drive you get, every opportunity. But, yeah. How much did you watch that film? That, because that's basically was the film that you would have to go on the whole offseason. How mm-hmm. much did you watch that and, and pick that apart? Or was it just – just one game and it's not really enough to go on. No, I watched it a lot that off season for sure. Obviously, that was my only kind of reps. Um, but yeah, I, I watched back to all my reps, you know, throughout the preseason things like that. But that game was important for me. Just like when I say the amount of times we got pressured um, and not, you know, I feel like I wasn't able to, you know, pick it up as as best I can that game. And it was a good learning experience for me. But just being able to see those experiences, see where I need to be going with the ball. Uh, ball placement on things like that. So um, I watched it back that offseason and was able to learn a lot just from that film. Like Jordan, speaking, at different points in the offseason, you would, you would pull that up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt, mm-hmm. Speaking Matt, of that. Matt has said that he, he didn't like the plan that he had in place that night. Mm-hmm. How different was their defense with all that zero blitz from what you anticipated? And how much better are you now going into a game, the experience you have, of being able to kind of predict what you're going to see? Yeah, um, like I said, it, they had, a, they had a really good plan that game, and, and our plan was kind of, um, you know, try and pick it up if we can't throw some goal balls, um, and we were not very successful with that. Um, so I think that, that that's part of the plan he was talking about. But um, just even in that situation, just understanding and giving the receivers a chance 
Um, that game, I wasn't really giving guys a, a chance to catch the ball and make plays or some of the all-out pressures. Um, so that in itself was a good learning point. But like you said, just being able to learn from the film, see how we plan throughout the week, how defenses scheme us up, um, and just being able to learn from the, the different film that's you know on tape throughout the week and then obviously be ready for the, the unscouted looks we'll get. How different is this Chiefs defense compared to when you did face them back in 2021? Yeah, they're, they're different. Um, obviously, I have some different pieces out there. Um, and just looking at tape, they, they do a little bit of different things. You know, it's not as much as the pressure packages that we were seeing um, a couple years ago, but they still do um, some really good stuff, some really good pressures. Um, so it's something that, you know, we'll have a good plan for this week. Um, but obviously, it's, it's a different team. 58 has played a lot for you guys this year since you obviously share a locker next time. Uh, Joe Barry said he sometimes goes a week without hearing Isaiah talk. What does he <laughs> like uh, as a locker mate next to you? No, Isaiah's awesome, man. Um, you know, we, we talk every day. Um, but I think just it's awesome to see what he's been doing. You know, obviously, uh, I feel like it's a similar situation to what I was in um, a year ago. Like, just, you know, obviously a backup, but with injuries, things like that, he's been thrust into a role and he's, he's performed really well. So he's out there just making guy out there making plays um and he's playing at a high level so it's awesome to see but now me, me and Zay got a good relationship we, so he does talk no he talks yeah he talks a lot jordan where do you feel like your game has improved the most as the season keeps on progressing because you the last few weeks you look completely different than what you look may have looked a few like early on yeah i feel like it's just a comfort being comfortable in the pocket um obviously getting more reps more reps is I'm being comfortable with my reads, understanding what the defense is doing, where I need to go with the ball, and just, just growing and learning every rep I get. Um, and obviously learning from mistakes, learn from the good plays, but just I think it's just comfort. Your quarterback's coach there today was saying that he knows there's a difference just in your decision-making, using the check downs and stuff like that. How much of a learning curve, a learning process has been for you this year? Yeah, I think it's just, like I said before, something that throughout each rep, I've been able to learn from, grow as a player, understand where I need to go with the ball. Um, you know, when look isn't perfect, understand where my checkdowns are and how quickly I can get the ball out, just so I'm not, you know, sitting in the pocket, um, you know, helping the old line out by trying to get the ball out quick. Um, and obviously, just I think it's just when you don't get the right read or the right look, understanding where the checkdowns are and not trying to wait and force the ball in. From the outside, Tucker might not be going for eight touchdowns in four games, but is. is development seems a little bit like Christian last year was one play the check down to the against the Chargers and, and we've seen something but they're not seeing much improvement. Have you seen noticed the growth before this past couple of weeks from, from Tucker and, and what do you think about the trajectory he's on? Yeah I think he's somebody that's just getting more comfortable as he goes as well but I think obviously with with Luke being out he's getting a lot more opportunity um, and he's making the most of it right now but I think he's an explosive player that obviously when he gets the ball in his hands he does some pretty good pretty cool stuff um, like you saw in the Chargers game um, was a little bit of yak there but um, I think he's just he's getting some more opportunities right now and he's making the most of it. Did it take you by surprise at all when like, like it did us when, when you check it down and he breaks a tackle pulls a guy he, Shocks Aiden Hutchinson last week mm-hmm. towards a touch. I mean, did you see that in practice, or is it kind of just coming off the of screen? Yeah, I mean, I think that I, w- I was definitely surprised by that in yeah. the Chargers game. Um, you know, you see stuff in practice, but obviously sometimes in practice we're not live, so you can't see you guys breaking tackles, things like that, and just that playmaker ability that they have. So I think that was really the first time I was able to see that, and I, I was surprised by it. I was like, okay, um, that was awesome to see. But uh, like I said, I think it's something that he, the more he gets the ball, he's going to get more comfortable, and he's going to be doing more of that. Jordan, I have to ask, are you a Swifty, and do you hope she's at the game on Sunday night? <laughs> um, 
Swift. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, not much. I don't listen too much Taylor Swift. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I'm not sure if she will be or not. But I don't listen too much Taylor Swift. How are you guys handling the hype between a defending Super Bowl championship team coming to town, Sunday Night Football, and the possibility of a superstar being there? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, defending Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs have, you know, they've done some really good things over the past couple of years. Um, been playing at a high level, been at the Super Bowl. Um, I don't know how many times, but it feels like the past couple of years they've been there. So obviously a really good team, um, really good coach team as well. So, um, you know, we're excited about the opportunity. Obviously, um, last time we played them in the regular season, I, that was my first start. So, um, you know, I've definitely been waiting for this game, um, and I'm excited about it to be here at the home. No, I think they got some, some really good players on defense. Um, and they got a good scheme that they run. Um, they, they dial up some pretty good pressures. Um, I think everyone's kind of in tune with what they're doing, and they're able to disguise stuff pretty well. Um, but I think they just got good players, and they, 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 they play well in the scheme of their defense. Um, yeah, I'm excited for the opportunity to play them. Do you watch, go back and watch that game under the anticipation of doing the same things because that's what they do, or is that just totally, totally different things? Because how do you prepare? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet this year. I mean, obviously, I think they got just different guys out there. Um, so I think more of the stuff they're running this year is kind of what we'll see. But, you know, you always got to be ready. I, I, I've watched that tape plenty, so I know exactly kind of the looks that they gave us. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting that they'll, you know, have a new flavor of pressure this week. Um, but I think it'll be more of the stuff they've done this year. There you go. That is Jordan Love talking to the media yesterday. Not a Swifty. Not a Swifty. So found that interesting. But he sounds – like things have just progressed. Things I, I want to expound upon that when we come back. I know we went a little bit late there, but I want to expound upon that a little bit when we come back. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michaels show. Another hour and segment yet to go. Stick around. We got more right after. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. What's better than a Packers win? Well, how about celebrating a Packers win behind the wheel of a brand new 2023 Chevy Colorado Trail Boss? Right now at Quick Trip, for every dollar you spend with Quick Rewards, you'll earn a Packers point with our Quick Rewards Packers points. Then, with your Quick Rewards app, spend points for your chance to win amazing prizes throughout the season, like a Chevy Colorado Trail Boss. Kick off your winning season with Quick Rewards Packers points, only from Quick Trip. See quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes for details. Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show. 
Another hour yet to go coming up. I got a couple of people that uh, shot me some emails regarding opinions uh, via Jordan Love's, uh, or at least the prospect of extending Jordan Love. I, I will get into a little bit of that. Uh, some emails regarding uh, covering uh, Travis Kelsey. Uh, Sack has some things to say about the upcoming game as well. And we've also got more to get to. Uh, A.J. Dillon spoke out uh, yesterday. Malik Heath had a little bit to say as well. Jaden Reed also. So even some Christian Watson. So we got a lot of different stuff that we can get into today and tomorrow from some of the guys that were in the locker room that Mike Clemens had a chance to catch up with. So we got that coming up here uh, in just a little bit as well. So we'll touch base uh, with some of them. Also, hey, want to remind you, coming up on Wednesday night, December 13th, Wednesday night, December 13th, going to be uh, doing the show live from the Norwegian Hollow. We are going to be in Viroqua, Wisconsin. So if you're in the area, whether it's Viroqua or Kickapoo or Westby or any one of the surrounding areas, even as far up as La Crosse, uh, Coon Valley, anywhere in that area. Come on by and say hi. We're going to be at the Norwegian Hollow coming up on December 13th, Wednesday night, December 13th, the Bill Michaels Huddle. Again, back out on the road. We're going to be uh, coming up, I think, on January 10th. We're going to be back in La Crosse, as a matter of fact. That was uh, just finalized. So uh, we got a couple more of these to get to throughout the season and a couple more uh, places to travel. So I'm looking forward to it. A lot of good stuff. So let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we're about, uh, I don't know, about, what, a half hour away, I guess, from, uh, from some buyer cell. We got some other things to discuss. We got some sound we're going to get from inside the locker room, which is upcoming. So all of that, stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this.